Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. I have a special guest today, especially for those of you out there that are a Shark Tank fan, as you may recognize Dr. Juan Salinas as the muscular food scientist on season 12, who got an investment from Mark Cuban to grow his business and the nutritious and delicious snack he created, the Pinoff Crunch. And I hope I, corre- I, I pronounce it correctly. <laughs> Dr. Juan has been a guest in numerous podcasts, a regular lecturer in entrepreneurship, and his products have been featured on Telemundo, The Today Show, and Fox Network TV. He has a PhD in food science from Rutgers University, where he also placed first on their 2018 business plan competition. Hello, Dr. Juan, and welcome to Back to Basics. Hi, Leticia. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure being here with you. Well, I'm very excited. And tell me, did I did I say I'm a fan because you sent me a beautiful box of of the of the snacks, and now me and my family are, are big fans. Now it's a peanut crunch. That's the name. Peanut crunch. Yeah, that's how you pronounce very, it. Very <laughs> good. I am. Ha- I'm happy. I didn't mess that one up. So, um, Dr. Juan, I mean, of course, it's incredible honor to have you here. I'm gonna you know, ask you about your journey and the early beginnings. And of course, I couldn't avoid to notice you're from Honduras. So I'm very excited to hear this journey because like me, I'm Venezuelan. And, you know, to make it big in the United States and even to land on a show like Shark Tank and get the honors recognition at the university, uh, such a university at Rogers. I mean, it's it's so inspirational without even hear it, you, hear you saying it. So tell us a little bit about those early days in Honduras and a little bit of that journey from Latin America into the U.S. Yeah, so uh, I did grow up in Honduras, um, in Tegucigalpa, and I came to New Jersey when I was 17. So that was right after high school. And yeah, like you said, the opportunities when I got into the United States were just amazing to me from just, you know, the sports world. I, I always been in sports and as you know, in our country, it's probably soccer. It's the only game that we most of us play. Yes, probably because at our school, that's that's all there is, right? There's there's a field of where you can play soccer, or you can play soccer anywhere, but pretty much nothing more than that. At least back in the days when I was there, and yes. so to come into the United States and um, seeing all the facilities where you can go and play tennis and football and whatever, that was pretty cool for me. So, you know, in addition to that, obviously, I um, I went to Rutgers University, like you said, and that was through a lot of efforts from my from my parents. They really wanted to give me an opportunity to better myself, you know. And the universities back home were not, you know, anything uh, that was <laughs> especially good. So, you know, they they really put all the efforts to to send me to the United States and. I wanted to take advantage and study hard so that uh, you know I could make proud and learn as much as I could. And that's that what. is amazing. Now you you came alone. They sent you here, or you came with them? 
No, I came by myself. Mm, that is, yeah, yeah. That's uh, at seventeen. That's already a courageous move, and to starting up in a place that with a different language, different culture altogether. Was that an easy process for you, or it was a little bit, you know, bumpy? <laughs> a little. It's hard because I didn't really know English, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that well. It, most of uh, the stuff that we they teach in in high school was very basic, so. Uh, it was a little scary for me to even, you know, go to McDonald's, you know, to ask for a burger. That was a little bit of a struggle at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was, um, you know, one of the reasons why my mom wanted me to send me to the northern part of the United States is because she wanted me to be around people that didn't speak English, that didn't speak Spanish, you know. Mm, yeah, she's a savvy learn. woman. So I, you know, I, I, I really uh, had to, uh, I really had to speak the language in order to get through it. So that helped me a lot. That so. is great. That is great. I love that. And, you know, yes, I mean, if you think about definition of American dream from, from Tegucigalpa, which is, I've been there, it's a beautiful country, Honduras, beautiful country. Um, with a lot of poverty, like my country, Venezuela, you know, it has uh, extremes, a lot of extremes, but the people are extremely kind, extremely, you know, you see that value in family, value in trying to help your kids do better. So I, I just love that part of the journey. And then coming to the U.S. and ending up, you know, in the top university, top companies. And of course, you, you share a little bit more of that. So you, you are 17, you do high school. Did you have a clear vision about what you wanted to become uh, when you grew up or that kind of life happened? And that's how you got into, into you know, what you do right now. Yeah, no. So my whole family are engineers. And, you know, I think that's kind of tradition in our country, <laughs> just following in, in your family's steps. And I thought I was going to be an engineer. And that's how I started, you know, a school. I started, you know, as an industrial engineer. But after the first semester, I realized that wasn't for me, oh. not at all. And I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. I don't like <laughs> it. Stuff. So um, I literally went to one of the offices there at a school where they kind of help you with deciding, you know, what major to choose from. And I remember the, the person there behind this just gave me a book. Like it was a really thick book. And he said, here's all the careers, you know, uh -huh. just go through them. And if there's anything you like, just let me know. Literally, that's exactly what happened. So I just started reading this book and there was a lot of, you know, obviously a lot of, a lot of things, but I want to, one of the ones that caught my attention was food science. Mm. And I hadn't even really heard about it before. But, you know, the description of it was about, you know, using all the, not only science, but also like the physics and mathematics and bring it all that together, you know, into a tangible product like it is food, you know, stuff that we enjoy eating. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was very... Um, interesting and i say yeah i think i want to do that that is awesome <laughs> and that's that how i started yeah so you changed your major you went into food science and now were you always like active also was that a part of uh you know your your lifestyle because i see a lot of medals back there i cannot imagine yeah, yeah. Uh, you have that many if you were not active <laughs> uh, i think like my whole life i you know always been on some time of sport and mm -hmm. um that's kind of what I was leading up to before when I was telling you the story about being in Honduras and just playing soccer. 
I was a terrible soccer player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I never really got to play with the big boys, you know. Mm-hmm. I always felt that, you know, I, but I was a good swimmer. So I was, you know, I used to do, I was in the swimming team in Honduras. But when I went, when I got to the United States, I started seeing like these awesome gyms, which we mm-hmm. never had in Honduras. Mm-hmm. And I just got really hooked into working out, you know, and I started seeing a difference in my body. And, and so I got addicted to it almost. And mm-hmm. to this day, I go, you know, five times a week. Um, some of some of the medals there are from bodybuilding competitions. Mm-hmm. Some of the other medals are from running. I do running, cycling, triathlons. But my my biggest passion is bodybuilding. Mm, yeah, mm. well, that definitely helped you on your on your episode of Shark Tank. For <laughs> but so tell me about so okay, you you get your degree food science. You go work for big companies, for what I read. So tell you 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 were part of the corporate world, so to speak. Yeah. So when I finished my graduate degree at Rutgers University as a food scientist, I landed a job at Nabisco. I have mm-hmm. done some research on potato flavor. Oh. And just happened that Nabisco at the time was creating a potato chip, sort mm-hmm. of like, it was almost like a potato cracker. You know, they wanted okay. to compete against like Lay's, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they they wanted people with experience in potatoes to come and work on this project. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how I landed that job. <laughs> that's good. I could I could tell you're excited even talking about it. Like they want yeah. a potato flavor and your your face is lighting up. So <laughs> it's funny because when I was doing my research in potatoes, I was like, oh man, what am I gonna do with this? <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love I love that you mentioned that because I think many people out there we do stuff and we say, what am I gonna do with this? Or people don't follow their passions just because they don't know how that passion is gonna manifest into something bigger. And so you are the perfect example because you're talking about potato chips and flavors and your lot just your face just lights up. (laughs) I mean really it's almost like it was meant to be because. That's the main reason why I have that. I got that job. So that led into, uh, you know, me becoming a product developer for Nabisco. So I worked in a lot of brands that you probably know, like Oreo. Mm-hmm. It's, of course. The Hoi. Um, and then I went and worked for uh, Cadbury. Mm. You know, but the, the gum division, you know, the chocolate division is really owned by Hershey. So in the United States, it's something that I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. But they own Trident and they own Dentine, you know. So that's how I got into working with a lot of flavor work, which eventually would lead to the product that I have today. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I made a lot of connections there on the industry that now I, you know, and I learned a lot about flavor. So that's why I came up with these flavors for, for my products now. Which are very uh, creative, I must say. So I am always interested in the moment in life of somebody where I invite guests, where you seem to be doing fantastic because you're working for top companies. You are in the States. I mean, I, I can tell you're doing sports. So but there was something probably that pushed you to say, I, I want to go on my own. So you you went and created a brand new product, started, I guess, your own company, which is never an easy decision, I think. 
Right. So I'm always very curious to know about what was like the compelling event, the factor that make you take that leap of faith. Yeah, I think, you know, going back to being in sports all my life, I re I was really into it. Like I always, I was always reading magazines about how to improve performance, you know, mm -hmm. through exercise, through diet, through food. And having that food background even got me more into it, you know, because mm -hmm. now I was like, okay, what's in this food and how does it affect my body? As you can imagine, working for a lot of these large food companies, you know, we were just creating really tasty products. But in reality, we weren't really paying attention to the nutrition of it. Mm -hmm. We just wanted them to really taste good. And mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, you know, the the ultimate test to see whether the product was going to launch or not was a taste test, you know, mm -hmm. that we did with consumers. And if they say they liked it, then we launched it. Uh, we never asked them about the nutrition of it. We never asked them if they thought that the amount of sugar was good or mm -hmm. the amount of fat was good. And that was always in my head, you know, like I was always saying, oh man, I could make that product much better by using these other ingredients or cutting the sugar, things like that. And so that was always in my head. But what finally, you know, what finally helped make me go into my own business was that I was working for Nestle at the time, and I was working with a lot of athletes and I was starting to develop food products for athletes. So I was kind of getting into it, you know, into my thing. Mm. Um, and then there was a layoff. <laughs> we, there's the always a layoff in these yeah. stories <laughs> you know the company got bought up and yeah. you know there was really not a good place there for me anymore mm -hmm. and i felt like okay this is my chance yeah. you know, like this is the chance for me to do what i always wanted to do which is create my own stuff that had the nutrition and that you know the the the, the good stuff in it you know so I decided to do that. I prayed about it for a whole week. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> they had another big offer for another big company. So it was a hard decision because I had to make a choice, you know. But, you know, I'm glad I came. I did what I did. Uh, I think you follow your passion. It's, it's about that passion. Exactly. And I would stick back and I would say, if you don't have that passion, it's kind of tough to start a business because... There's so many downs, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially mm -hmm. at the beginning, that unless you have the passion internally, it almost seems like, okay, this is just too hard or it's just not worth it, you know? Absolutely. Some other, some other way faster and, and easier. Yeah. And, and then getting the check, it's just easier, right? Like uh, as a business owner myself, I always say, I wish... I went back to that place where I don't know where the check is coming from. I don't know if there's money in the bank to pay the bills. Just you get the check or you get the deposit and that's all you know. Yeah. Uh, and there's a part of that that is compelling. But I also feel when you said, and I was laid off of my uh, of a job too, that when I decided to join the family business and it, it, as, as traumatic as experience is, it's also liberating, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> It's like, oh, I can, I can, I'm free to do whatever I want and <laughs> I'll figure it out. And so I think a lot of us are very afraid of that gap or that moment or that space. If something 
if we are not with a job, we think we're going to, you know, completely, you know, collapse, which of course the situations are not easy without, you know, a steady job. But at the same time, you hear so many inspirational stories, just like yours, that had that not happened, maybe you will have, maybe you have done the same, but 10 years later or 15 years later. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things uh, when people ask me about entrepreneurship and some of the basics before you start a business, you know, in my mind, and this is my opinion, you should always try to get as much experience before you start. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I always tell people is like, look, you can go, you know, and, and work somewhere, you know, learn a lot on other people's dime while you're getting mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You know, this is all your training. This is the training you're having before you start your own business. Yeah, you know? that's great advice. Yeah, and, and you create a, a network too, you know, mm-hmm. of people that you will be reaching out later when you start your own business. These are the people that are going to help you out to get yes. through. I love that. That's very, very good advice indeed. So you created your, your product, you created your company. At what point... Of course, you decide, you know, I'm going to go all out with this. And then you had the, I don't know if that's how things happen or not, but of course you end there in Shark Tank and we're going to talk about it because I know a lot of people out there say, what if I went to Shark Tank and people look at each other? Did you have those people that say, are you crazy? Like how many naysayers did you have? <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of people who's like, oh my God, what is that like? You know, so uh-huh. I could never be in the show, you know, I mm-hmm. just don't have that personality. And um, <laughs> I mean, it's the best thing, really, for any company to go in the show, even mm-hmm. if you don't make a deal, just yes. to be in the show, the exposure, it's amazing. So, mm. but, um, you know, I was lucky enough to be selected to go there. And it was during COVID time, too, which is. Oh, maybe, wow. Yeah. Yes. 2020. Yes. October 2020. Yeah. And I thought that we're actually going to cancel that season. Because they normally taped in LA. Mm-hmm. And at the time, California was completely shut down. Mm. Completely. I mean, there was no way they were going to do it. And they thought that they were going to do it. But apparently, they found a location in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Vegas was kind of open, if you remember. <laughs> so yeah. they uh, rebuilt the whole stage in Las Vegas in one of the hotels. And that's what we had now, you know, the pitch. That so, is amazing. It was, it was a little, it was a little weird because we had to isolate, you know, for ten days mm-hmm. before we went and pitch. We had to get tested like two or three times during those ten days. Mm-hmm. To sure <laughs> we didn't have COVID, so yes. we couldn't leave the room. You know, the food was brought onto was brought up to us at the door, and we were just, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, for you- the moment. As I say, not only did you go on Shark Tank, you made it happen during COVID times, during the real isolation days. I mean, not, 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 I'm not surprised that it did have a a good, you know, result for you because I'm a, I'm a firm believer that, uh, you know, it's fun to try to make the impossible possible. Like I always, when, when I see something, it seems so far-fetched. And you say, yeah, but it's exciting just to think that it could happen. And so, I mean, your entire story from beginning to end, it's almost like proving that, that something that it's, you know, likely but not easy, you know, a young kid from Honduras that doesn't speak the language is going to go study in the U.S. and going to go top university and, and 
and all your products and and what you created is so incredible. So I am, I mean, I'm inspired myself. So tell us about the product. How is it going? Where can people buy it? I mean, this is a fantastic snack. I have to admit, I I hadn't tasted before you sent it to me, but I did share before we started taping that I felt it was Christmas when I got your box and my kids were super excited too. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you 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 liked it. Um, Absolutely. Most of the people that once they try it, they're like, "Oh my god, so. yeah. <laughs> this is good stuff." <laughs> this is good, you know. And uh, before we get letters, that's like, "I just ate the whole bag." So, <laughs> so yes. um, you know, I wanted uh, the reason. So the product is made from navy beans, peanuts, and rice, mm. but it tastes like a peanut. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like a Cheetos, but a peanut Cheetos. You yes, know? it is. Like to explain a little bit about what the feeling is in terms of the texture, the difference too is that it's, it's really healthy and nutritious. So because we're using navy beans, brown rice, and peanuts, we're actually providing a high level of protein that is coming mm-hmm. from these plants. But um, in the sports world, we talk about complete proteins, which are proteins that actually are able to build muscle mm-hmm. you know, and basically keeps you active. Uh, not every protein is complete, mm-hmm. unfortunately, especially when it comes from plants. So what we did is mix these three different plant proteins so that I, you had a complete protein profile and therefore it's good for your body, it's good for people that are active. So that was one of the goals to make sure that you know it provided the right protein the other goal was to, you know, I wanted a snack that keep you going, you know, like I wanted something that didn't slow you down, but give you the energy you needed to get through the rest of the day. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's why we have snacks, right? We want to, we want to get, we want something to, to, uh, to close the gap between lunch and dinner. Right. Yes. So, you know, I was tired of eating like pretzels. That's what you see. <laughs> And I realized I was just consuming a bunch of carbs and I felt tired afterwards, you know. So I wanted to make sure that our product had sufficient carbs to give you energy, but the type of carbs that we put in there is what makes it unique because mm-hmm. the carbohydrates that we use are from the beans, you know, and from brown rice. So they digest slowly in your body. And so they don't turn into sugar you know, break down into sugar right away. But instead, it does it over a period of time. So in a way, it's providing you constant slow energy rather than having, you know, a bunch of sugar all at once, which gives you the high and then the crash, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Only a food scientist could explain it like that. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> then it makes sense. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, we, we see sometimes products and we just look at them and we're like, Okay, it looks good, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to try it. Or you, if you have a little more knowledge, you look in the back and you look for protein and whatever macros. But when you really understand, you know, like nutritionists do, then you start looking, okay, what's the protein coming from? Where's mm-hmm. the carbohydrates coming from? You know, where's the fiber coming from? That all makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. So that we're, you know, when I developed this product, it was that that level that I wanted to go down to. You know. I love it. I love it. And that's, I don't know what, where I read that one of the reasons that Mark Cuban wanted to uh, invest is because I did I read the story that uh, he, his wife had, you know, 
it, tried it and they say, but I cannot find it. So I say, we're going to make it available. So how that's going? I mean, where can people find your product everywhere these days? Well, you can find it anywhere through Amazon and through mm-hmm. our website, which is the pnaf.com, you know, pnaf.com. Yes. Yeah. But now we're starting to get into retail too. If you're in Texas, we're in Central Market. Here in the Northeast, we're starting to um, distribute into ShopRite. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're slowly now getting back into retail after COVID. Awesome. But online, we're always available online anywhere. Awesome. And I will share I will share that link because it's definitely, as I said, uh, I, I became a fan and I have two young kids that are always hungry. And so healthy snacks are <laughs> also something that, you know, that's as a mom, you try to look forward to and and just uh, create those healthy habits. And so, Dr. Juan, what else is exciting? Anything else you want to share? I always give my my guest an opportunity to share anything else exciting that uh, is making you tick these days? Well, uh, recently I launched my own fitness plan. Okay. Exercise and nutrition. Mm-hmm. It's the same plan that I've used to get ready to go into Shark Tank. Uh-huh. And you, I mean, you guys have to check out uh, how that was a big selling moment because I say, if you can eat that and look like that, I think that um, it's close as a deal. <laughs> when I talked to the producers, they were asking me, hey, so and we see that you, you know, do bodybuilding. So you think you can, you know, maybe do something around that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah. Like, <laughs> how many days do I have? <laughs> I only need 34 days to get like shape of my life. Yeah. Well, and you went in 10 days uh, isolation, I'm sure, in that hotel. That what did you find useful time to do a lot of that? But uh, but yeah, so so that plan is available for free. Actually, I have it for free on on our website, and you can download it and check it out. It's it's pretty cool because it makes it easier in terms of the diet part. You know, I use measuring cups. To mm-hmm. for you to understand exactly what your portions should be, mm-hmm. and then on the exercise part, I also follow a different approach than the traditional, which is to do more high intensity, lower weight. So mm-hmm. it uses the the um this technique called Tabata, and mm-hmm. it's modified to weight training. So it's, it's a modified Tabata with weight training, which is high intensity, lower weight. Uh, higher reps. Mm, Sounds very interesting. And the fact that it's uh, free, it definitely will be on your webpage to gain you some uh, followers there because, uh, yeah, it sounds fantastic. Sounds you have a good combo going. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. And so, you know, I I think this is all very inspirational. I, I am very happy you came on the show. And, you know, I always close every interview with uh, one thing. I mean, I can imagine sports, but uh, anything else that makes you tick when Dr. Juan feels low uh, or down or and he needs to resource yourself and really reconnect to your passion. Any Anything special that you do? Any practice? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you nailed it. When people are like, I mean, I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you right now. I got to go to the gym. <laughs> uh, I imagine, I imagine that was going to be an easy one. A lot of reps. <laughs> yeah. I do more. <laughs> no, that, but there, that really is my stress reliever. I, I, you know, that's, that's what I do every evening. Actually, I don't go in the morning because I'm usually, you know, work early, but I do that to kind of, you know, close the day 
and kind of release some of that stress. So I could, so I never have a problem sleeping, no matter how stressful I am. <laughs> but I have another another thing that I do though, uh, which has helped me a lot, and that's you know I'm Catholic, so I go to mass every single day. Mm. So I pray in the morning before I come to work. You know, there's there's a church really really close to my house, so I just go there. It's a half hour, but any type of prayer. You know, when I don't get to go to go to the mass, I actually pray in the car. It's just uh, it gives me a purpose, you know. And I always say, okay, today, whether it's a good day or bad day, everything is going to be done for for God, you know. So whatever whatever happens, it's a good purpose. <laughs> I love that. I love that you say it because, I, like you, I'm Catholic too, and I I do you know I do feel that connection with God is very special, very centering, very important in everything we do. Because it really is all about gratitude and knowing that every day we have in life, it's, uh, you know, a gift. You know, I've always been of the opinion that we tend to go spiritual when things are bad. But when things are good, we forget about it. And so when things have been bad for me, I always make a point and remember, you know, this is where I'm going to go. So when things are good, I better, I mean, I'm not like you, you are my idol. If you go to mass every day, that's really admirable. But, uh, you know, it's just because you recognize it's, your, it's what you need. So it doesn't have to be mass, but it has to be, you're very clear about, I need sports and I need, you know, spirituality. And and I'm not surprised that you are so connected and, and being able and aligned to do what you're really passionate about. Yeah, yeah, no, you know. It's funny how things happens for me to me, like, you know, sometimes where you just like, okay, this is going the wrong way. <laughs> Something happens, you know, mm-hmm. when Shark Tank happened, that was when it was COVID, you know, it was mm-hmm. all, everything was just going terrible. Like I was like, how are we going to survive? And then Shark Tank happened, you know, mm-hmm. it's, yes. it's just things like that. And I, and I always feel like, you know, God is, is helping you through it. You know, he's never going to put you in a situation where you can't handle. So mm-hmm. and whenever you need a little push well he'll provide a little push <laughs> i love that i love that and that's also free i always say you will find a lot of people yeah. uh, you know no matter what type of church but churches are there you know they're yeah. open you don't have to pay to go in yeah. um and there's do you have these resources available that sometimes we don't use so yeah. well that's very touching and, and exciting for me to hear that also you know sometimes you feel a little lonely because you don't see that spirituality going around too much and and I do, I do believe that's uh, uh, an aspect of our lives that if it's not in alignment, it makes uh, the rest very difficult. I agree. <laughs> awesome. Well, Dr. Juan, uh, you have a full family that buying your, your snacks now. <laughs> we are a fan and I really thank you for this time and for everything that you're doing. And, and uh, we look forward maybe, you know, keeping track and having you on the show in a little while and, her, and listen to what other magic have you created. <laughs> yeah, I hope to do that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. And uh, to all of you, check out the links. And check out the Pinoff Crunch because they're really delicious. Thank you. And until the next time of Back to Basics. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. 
Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you, and until the next time.